Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty for another week. My name, as always, is Mitchell Cashmore, and I'm joined by... My best mate, my confidant, fellow founder of the Mock Sports, Nick Island. How are you, brother? Good, mate. Always happy to be here, ripping and tearing. So let's get straight into it today. Yes, before we get into anything, though, I want to put an exciting news development in the world of the Mocks out there. We're now a part of the Stridal Network. Yeah, mate, that's all. That's right. Um, Stridal is a new horse racing entertainment platform that is a home to everything related to thoroughbreds. All the way from birth until they hit the track. Yes, Nico, it's where entertainment meets opportunity, and you can catch our entire back catalogue of the Quaddy Potty, as well as a whole library of other exciting podcasts and videos that just talk racing, uh, capture moments in horse racing that go flying under the radar. Excellent platform to get amongst. So head to www.stridal.com to check them out and hopefully big things ahead for both of our brands as we work together to bring you guys, the listeners, the best possible content. Now that that is out of the way, Nick, let's dive head first into last week's racing. The uh, spring kicked off with a bang. We did all right. We had three winners on the day. We only had one, um, actually, four winners on the day, three winners from the Randwick card. Uh, but only one race from the entire Randwick card that we didn't have a horse finish in the top three. So that was pretty good. You can't say that we didn't have the right form to kick off the spring, eh? Yeah, it didn't hit all of them, but um, at least we know we're in the right direction and we um, we can look into it and see how those horses that we tip progress. And um, we like to stick with the same kind of horses most of the time. So um we'll look how it goes further into the prep but yeah definitely not a bad start coming back backing four winners in the in a weekend that'll um easily make you some money if you bet accordingly accordingly sorry so um yeah not too bad yeah and so just looking at a few of the key runs to take out of that Randwick meeting uh first off in the second you were able to grab the winner with impulsa at the big odds you got it at about 850 250 to place very good uh, but however, my tip, So United, uh, was looking really good there for the most part and then faded completely towards the back, came last, I think, if not second last. And I uh, just wanted to update some of you who didn't realise uh, the reason that it uh, dropped out so heavily. It seems to have had a health problem. It uh, had some blood from the nostrils post-race, which means that it's now, uh, according to welfare rules, banned for racing for a couple of months. And then if it is ever to bleed from the nostrils again it will be forcibly retired because there's clearly some internal bleeding going on and they want to protect those horses. So that was the reason behind the So United run. Uh, Nico, our good friend, uh, Will Mitchell, his horse Bazooka, we thought it was going to blitz the midway, but just came up second best. Did you have a watch of the run? Yeah, I did watch that one, actually. It just... Um, I can't remember, did it actually... Was it leading or was it just about to nip? I can't remember. I remember it, it came second by not too far in the end. Yes, it was leading, hit the front, looked to be storming away and then got pipped on the line. I said in my analysis last week, I didn't think the uh, extra rate was going to hamper it all too much. But then it really didn't considering its run. It was perfect, waited patiently, pushed the button at the right time. But I think just had that one, two kilo 
too many. And then the the low weight, I think it had nine less kilos, the winner in the end. So just shows you the difference when it comes to having the weight on the back. Um, another one to look at, uh, Sam Clipperson, waiting way too long to push the button on Casino Kid. Cost us a win there. Got a silver medal for us behind Niffler. Uh, Niffler ride was fantastic. Nothing to take away from the, the Waller J-Mac combo there. But uh, Casino Kid probably should have won that. If you go back and watch that one, punters uh, sat uh, in a pocket perfectly. Um, went to cross heels. Was going to absolutely storm home. But then you saw a little bit of hesitation from either Clipperton or the horse itself. That made it uh, go out, then back in slightly before popping out finally and storming home. Uh, narrowly grabbed a second there, but probably should have won it. And uh, uh, the other thing I want to get your thoughts on, Nick, before we get stuck into the group one of last week is uh, Yee Yee. Thoughts on that? We really thought it was going to be running better than that. Still ran to the line pretty well, but just your thoughts on Yee Yee going forward. Pretty similar run to its race two weeks back, just the 200 metres shorter. Um, just really hit the line really quick, but just, yeah, just a bit late, I guess. Um, and, yeah, just thought the extra 200 metres would be good for it. Has the exact same run as it had two weeks prior and um, should should blitz it in. But, yeah, not not to happen in the end. Um, just the same, like I said, the same thing kind of happened. It would just um, hit the line a bit too late, but hit, really hit the line pretty well in the end, though. So. Yeah, classic Yee seems to always be a horse that's crying out for more, and then when it gets that more grounded, uh, like you said, runs basically the same, pops out at the right time, storms home, and just comes up short in the end. Maybe it's a non-winner, maybe it needs even further, but people have been saying it needs even further for a while now, so we'll have to monitor that going forward, see if we're going to continue to back it or jump off. Um Finally, the final thing to touch on, the most important race of the day was, of course, the Group 1 Wink Stakes. Uh, before getting into the winner, Animo, I would like to note that in the yard I was watching them, uh, all of the young horses paraded extremely well. Um, Profondo, Fangirl, Hinged, they were looking like the class above in the yard, absolutely strutted with arrogance. Um, they were nice and calm ready to get the job done, and it did dividends for them. They came second, third, and fifth, respectively, uh, whereas Mawanga ran its race in the yard. If you haven't seen its yard parade, it was kicking up a lot, was sweating, uh, very unsettled. It really wanted to get the job done, but it didn't in the end because it used all its energy in the yard, basically trying to get um, up and about. had two handlers on it, which is rare for Mawanga, so... That probably explains why it ran so poorly in the end. But Animo, Nico, what do you reckon? Outstanding run. Went jumped on the bunny instead of going all the way to the back like predicted. Do you think anything stops it this spring? Ah, uh, it's gonna have a bad run. It's Animo. It's um very inconsistent horse. However, probably been more consistent as of late. Um. So yeah, um, probably going to have a run where it's going to sit back and just not not turn up. But um, overall, it's just an absolute absolute battle. It just always gets it done. But um, from a punning point of view, it's just not not even worth backing it. We both backed Profondo, which um, you pretty much get the same payout for a place um, as you do with Animo for a, for a win in a place. So overall, if you're looking at it from a punning perspective. Um, yeah, you just you you turn your head, I'd say, with him, unless you can um, with her. Sorry, unless you can get a 
a good price, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It is with him. You didn't need to correct yourself. Animo is a young man and he is going to uh, provide a pretty penny to the breeding barn when he finally does retire like he almost did in the off-season. He's going to charge a very high price for any lucky mares that want to go his way. But yeah, I'm with you on that. I think he's probably going to come up a little short during the spring. Like, he's definitely going to win a few races, but there's definitely going to be one where he just doesn't really show up and that's just Animo really. And especially with the price you're going to get now, after that run on the weekend, you're going to be getting bare bottom odds. Probably next start, we'll jump it around the $2 mark, if not lower. So from a punting perspective, definitely not the way to go. But from a horse racing enthusiast way to go, definitely the horse to watch and jump on board and become a fan of Animo because he could definitely go a long way if he continues to run like that. Um, anything else to touch on, Nick, before we get straight into the tips? No, nah, mate, that's all for me. All right, punters, let's head straight into the Rose Hill Rundown. Attention, punters, we have some exciting news. Yeah, as some of you might know, we are now on Dabble. Dabble is an Aussie-owned bookie that is absolutely changing the game of gambling. Any bets that we mention in this podcast, you can use their unique system of the copy bet feature to put your bet on yourselves with no time wasted. That's exactly right, Nico. We do the research for you. We build the multis, and with a single press of a button, you can put our bets straight on. It's that easy. Join the almost 10,000 other punters that are following the Mock Sports on the app and start winning with us this racing season. Click the link in the show notes or when signing up using the code the Mock Sports to let them know we sent. All right, back on Rose Hill this weekend. Uh, it was rated a soft six on Wednesday as uh, the exceptions were taken. However, there was, there's been rain forecast for this Friday and on Saturday, so probably won't be getting to the good range despite some of the sun that's present in Sydney at the moment, so probably expecting to bet on horses that can get it done from anywhere from soft five to soft seven, maybe even heavy eight if the rain that comes down on Saturday is particularly heavy, but probably mostly going to be running the soft range on the weekend. Also going to be having the rail in the true position, so there shouldn't be much leader versus back marker bias, but we've definitely seen some bias uh, come out and play havoc with race days at Rose Hill in the past, so make sure to monitor it throughout the day. Um, race 1, 1,400 metres, the highway. Going to be straight to the point with this one. Punters think Zaru is at the right price. Looking to make it back-to-back higher wins after getting the victory here a fortnight back. Use the inside gate to get cover and then cross heels and go around them to nicely grab a win in its final stages. Think the jump in distance won't hurt it, neither will the soft deck. Dylan Gibbons goes on board, I think he's probably the best apprentice going around in the country right now. As a result, he gets three extra kilos off the back, so it's not actually the top weight in reality. So I think it rates really well at $6.50 to win and $2.50 to place each way Zaru in the highway for me. Yeah, very nice. I'm going to go here with Sky Diamonds at $11 and $3.50 for a place. Nash Ruwala on board, two third place in the last two starts on the heavy track. At, um, at a similar distance, uh, it's, it started at the 1,000 the and then went to the 1,200 and it hit the line pretty well in that third place. Um, so I'm liking it here for the 1,400 metres here. So it's, it's not out of it. $11, $3.50 for a place. Not too bad for me for race one. Lovely. 
Heading to race two at the 1500 metres, you've got your favourite through boss at $1.90. Bit short for me, to be honest. Um, There's not too much else that's really sticking out. Mystic Mermaid is one that you can have a look at. Obviously, Tommy Berry and CJ Waller are a profound couple um, in racing, and they're they're very well. Um, $6.50 for Mystic Mermaid can be appreciated, but I'm going to be backing Roots here. They're even better Waller combo with J-Mac on board. First up here has won two... From two first up, um, $7 and $2 for a place for Roots. Has had two trials, so he hasn't done too much in them. But overall, um, pretty happy with this one at the 1500 for Roots. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you mentioned Frumos at the $1.90 mark right now. Uh, I'm going to have to be with it. Currently not in a betting standpoint. If it gets towards $2 mark, I'll definitely have some money on. But if it drifts in probably just going to watch it go around, but I just think it wins. Uh, should be undefeated in its career right now. It was a bad ride from Bowman last start that cost it. Um, the the stewards post-race absolutely took him to town because it jumped a very short favourite and ran absolutely terribly, and they wanted to make sure that there was nothing uh, you know, sinister going behind that run, making sure that it was all above board and there was um, nothing to suggest that it was a purposeful bad ride, uh, which Bowman denied and was eventually thrown out, but it was just such an uncharacteristic ride from Bowman. They had to check in. Um, so Bowman will be making sure he's on his best behaviour and giving it the best ride possible here. Like I said, a dollar ninety is probably a bit too short for a betting standpoint, but uh, definitely think Frumos will be winning the second at Rose Hill. Uh, we move into race three at the 2,000 metre mark. Rebel County and Skymax to be the ones to go forward and try and hold out the rest of the field as Dr. Evil and Oz Legend will be looking to storm home from the back of the pack. I'm going to be with Dr. Evil here. Last start jumped terribly and got a long way back, uh, but was strong late against the track bias once again. Uh, simply out of luck, I reckon, in its last couple starts. Um, my comment in our Black Book, Nico, was don't jump off quite yet, so I won't be doing that. I'll happily take a stab at the... Big odds of $13 to win and $3.20 to place each way on Dr. Evil. Yeah, not too bad. I'm going to go with Head of State here. $10 for the win, $2.90 for the replaced. Second up here, um, looking pretty nice. Chad Schofield on board. Obviously, Waller trained, so, yeah, it's going to be a good horse. I, I really like it here. Um, pretty pretty tough race, though, to be honest. There's a lot of, lot of horses paying around the same price and around the same skill level, to be honest. So... That'll be mine for race three. Head over to race four at the 1,300 metres, so benchmark 72. Probably one of the other hard races for me to, to knock up. You've got three tied favourites at the $6.50, which you don't see too often. Um, leave me some Diamond Diesel and Air to Air, three decent horses that are um, coming into it here. Oxford Tycoon, one that we've followed, $34 and $8.50 for a place. Um, I might I might go each way here, a small play here if I... I decide to put a couple couple dollars on um on this weekend, but um I'm really liking Nick Tock here. Nineteen dollars for a win, five dollars fifty for a place. Been on it so much before, and it's done me done me pretty well. Um, even if it's just for a place, five dollars fifty, and it definitely needs to be involved in in some exotics if you're going to put it in there. So Nick Tock paying nineteen and five dollars fifty for me in race number four. Yeah, I'm with Nick Tock as well. Uh, had a fantastic prep so far. Done us really well in the past for a horse that we discovered just purely on an omen bet, considering the fact that we originally backed it 
with your name being Nick, and that was the only reason that we were backing it to start out with. But it's been a horse that's been relatively consistent in the last couple of years, especially lately. Um, so far in this prep, a sixth, a seventh, and then a second and a third, both at this midway grade. Um, that second came to a contributing factor, who, great horse in its own right. Then this, the third was behind Noble Soldier and Oakfield Arrow. Usually prefers the dry deck, but those last two starts have been on softs and ran fantastically. So like you said, $19 to win, $5.50. It's a little overs, in my opinion, considering its last two runs have been exceptional. So as long as it gets over from the wide draw, which he can do with his speed, he can definitely win at odds. So I definitely agree with you with Nick Talk there, Nick. Very nice. Uh, race five, uh, hard to make out who gets the lead in this one, in this 1,400-meter contest. Um, a lot of on-pace types here. So I expect a big push for the front in the early stages, and I think it's going to be a very fast-tempo run race. And I think that's going to set the perfect springboard for Grace and Harmony to run right over the top of them. Sorry if you heard my Siri go off in the back there, uh, punters, but I'm with Grace and Harmony to run right over the top of them. Uh, the front pack, I reckon they go hard forward, they tie up, and G&H just absolutely runs them down from the back. She'll get an absolute cushion of a run from the second barrier, and the only reason she wasn't able to run down Yukon last start was the snail's pace that they ran at, meaning she didn't really get to take as much momentum into the straight. Had the fastest last 200 of the day there. So, gets another 100 metres to stretch her legs out. Only see positives here. $3.50 price tag is one that I'm willing to jump into. Yeah, not too bad. I'm going to be on Blaze A Trail here. Oh. Um, four dollar sixty for the win and a dollar eighty for a place. So you just take it on the nose here. Won its last start by one point three lengths. Um, paying a, a bit, a bit fatter, but um, yeah, not a too bad of a horse. Hopefully the the track dries out. If it's um, a couple more, I'm not sure how. Um, but yeah, if it gets dry enough, it'll be a very good horse on the on a good track. So yeah, Blazer Trail for me, race number five. Head over to race number six. 1,100 metres at the benchmark, 78. Already had three scratchings of this, and one of them was my tip, actually, so I'm going to have to have a quick another look through this. Fires, um, the deserved favourite here, $1.90. It's done no wrong, pretty much, from its career, apart from its first run. Um, you'd be looking at that for sure, but if you want to look for a bit more value, um, in my opinion, um, Rubenocchi, yeah, $6 and $1.80 is probably going to be my tip now. I was on uh, Liberty Sun. But unfortunately, scratching for me. So yeah, Rubenocchi, six dollars for a win. Um, yeah, that'll be for me. Yep, fair enough. Sorry about the interruption from Siri Punters. Hopefully, she's locked away now. She shouldn't interrupt. Um, the favourite, of course, should be respected, like you said, with fire. But those odds, I simply can't have a bet. Instead, going to be with Quick Tempo. Excellent form of late, but being third behind Maotai and Leo before going to Rose Hill on the week back up and coming fourth behind the talented Shades of Rose, who's going to be racing in the last of the day in this meet. Um, fast sectionals to boot as well, had the best sectionals of the entire day. Gets J-Mac on board now. If he hasn't already peaked, he's probably going to peak here. Big run in store, I reckon, at the $4.60 mark for quick tempo. Uh, we move on to race 7, 1500 meter mark. A Chi-Chi Express and Tampering are the most likely leaders from the inside barriers, while Yukon and Canasta will cross over from their wider barriers to join them. But I'm all about Kalino here, and I'll tell you why. Two months ago, punters, a regular run-of-the-mill 
benchmark 78 race occurred and it has produced a ton of winners since and some amazing form to go off so i'm just going to list off a few of these horses that have come out and won or come second in their next couple starts uh jojo was a man crosstalk kanazawa kalino blesk contributing factor caesar's palace and cadre du noir are just eight of those horses that came out and either won or placed in their very next start kalino was able to get a win in its um couple of starts afterwards i reckon kalino gets that rub again here and makes it two on the trot at four dollars forty to win yeah i like this race as well kalino is one that i definitely looked at for a while um but gonna be with anakui here almost backed it um over at the races a couple of weeks ago when we were we were there paying a big price what was it paying actually i have a look uh pretty much the same 14 13 it was um 14 here um, good horse. It's been thereabouts for a long time, and um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a chance here. Um, really good run last start. One boy, I think just under three lengths. So yeah, looking nice at fourteen dollars over at race seven. Head over to race number eight, thirteen hundred meters. Got your favorite conqueror, um, who just came second behind Arnaqui last start actually. So that's some good form to go off for um. Anakui, sorry, but yeah, Conqueror is our favourite here at three dollars eighty. Um, first, a win first up, and then a second place, like I just just said before. But I'm going to be on Kibu here, four dollars fifty for a win, a dollar eighty five for a place. Um, fourth on its last start behind Spacewalk and Zuccarino, um, but it's had two wins before that as well, and it just looks to be a good horse for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back Kibu here. Very nice, bit of a dartboard race as the three year olds tend to be. Um, having to be with Backrower, raced pretty well last start, beat home True Crime and Rave Wider Boy. Uh, those are two three-year-olds that I rate pretty well. Um, was held up a bit in the run, but got clear, almost nabbed the win. I think the fitness edge uh, over a few of them here who are um, uh, shorter into their preps will help. And I think a better run in transit will definitely make sure that it gets clear and has a clear run to the line for the entire straight. So $10 to win and the $2.90 to place mark looks good for me each way on back rower in the 8th. As we move on to the 9th, uh, straight to the point here, don't love going favourite in three-year-old races. As I said, they are a bit of a dartboard. And I hate to jump off Sucarino after it won for me last start in the Rosebud. But Best of Bordeaux was bought by Coolmore to hopefully be their Everest runner this year. So logic dictates that if this horse was good enough to be runner-up in the Golden Slipper and then be good enough to race in the Everest later this spring, it's going to have to beat this lot here. So $2.50 for Best of Bordeaux. It's a little short, but I'm going to have to jump into it here. If they're that confident that it's going to be an Everest runner, hopefully it comes out and blitzes this crew. Nico, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to go with Zuccarino here. Like you said, um, yeah, you won for you last time, and I was a bit jealous, so I'm going to hop on here. So, yeah. <laughs> Nine dollars for the win, two dollars seventy. Good horse. Lovely. Uh, spoke about it a lot. So, getting to the last of the day over at Rose Hill. Favorite. Oh, sorry. Twelve hundred meters. Benchmark eighty-eight. Shades of Rose. A dollar ninety-five for a short price favorite into the last, which I don't like because, yeah, some some drunk people at the races are going to be losing some money on that horse. I reckon. And I reckon it's going to be big. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Mao Tai. Six dollars for the win. Two dollars for a place. One couple of weeks back pretty convincingly um yeah 
not really much else for me to say. I reckon it's uh, an absolute, absolute gun horse, and yeah, really nice. I like the silks on that that kind of silks as well. Fair enough. Uh, best race of the day in my mind. I don't care that it's the last race of the day and it's only a benchmark 88. You have got so much benchmark talent here. Easy single, Conscript, Dream Circle, Mao Tai, Sir Lemur, Shades of Rose. They're all in the mix and you could make a case for all of them. Um, but like you, I'm tipping a ball over here. I, I like the way you put it, that there are some people that are probably going to be quite intoxicated and throwing the rest of the money they've got left on the favourite and I reckon it's going to go down. Like, it definitely can win. It's got the ability to, but on $1.95, I'm not interested. I'm much more interested in Conscript, who is a little overs, in my opinion, at the $13 and $3 to place mark. Uh, last start, got to the front, led, kicked, held them out, pressured immensely late, but held on. It was tough win. It was gutsy. Loved the way it went about it. I think it was very, very classy to do so, and uh, goes up in the um, grade, but get some weight off with, of course, Tyler Schiller being on board. And as long as it can get over from that 12th barrier, which I reckon it probably can if it's got a clean jump, definitely overs in my mind. It's actually just jumped up to the $12 mark. Um, sorry, come down to the $12 mark, so I'll update that price. $12 to win, $3.10 um, to place the updated odds, say, each way on Conscript for me in the last. Very nice. All right, Nico, that concludes the Rose Hill Rundown. Let's head into the great tip-off. Before we get into the great tip-off, Kashi just wanted to give a quick little shout-out to our good friends at the Multi-Hub app. Yes, Nico, the multi-hub is the ultimate punter's cheat sheet with all the necessary stats you need to know when making your multi for the weekend, whether that be the AFL, NRL, EPL, NBA, and more. Yeah, I was looking through the app, um, actually, at the NRL stats, looking for some help, making some of the bets for um, for Manly on the weekend. Haven't really noticed how consistent he's been. Flown under the radar a bit, but uh, Tui Pilotu scored a try at least in Sorry, in one try in just under half his games this year as the highest try success rate in in the game. So two dollars thirty for any time try scorer for him, and fifteen dollars for a first try scorer for him. Yeah, it looks to looks to be some value there. That's for sure. Yeah, sounds like we found a couple of good bets there for the NRL in the uh, the week break that the AFL is taking. So very much looking forward to seeing if uh, Tupolotu, or I'm not quite sure how to say that name. I'm not much of an NRL fan. Tui You're Pulotto. the manly man here. Tui Pilotto, okay? You went and found that, okay? You're the Manly fan. You you, you love your Sea Eagles, so I hope Tui Pilotto is able to get over for the punters there. But, uh, yes, make sure to download the Multi-Hub app on the App Store or Google Play today to get access to stats just like this one. All right, Nick, the great tip-off. We managed to both scrape uh, 3.6 points each last week because, of course, the $3.60 to place that... Profondo uh, was paying as it crossed the line. Excellent run from Profondo. Probably the horse to follow out of the race as well. Excellent run despite being three wide, no cover the whole way. If it had cover, I reckon it may have run even closer to Animo there. Big call, but just an excellent run. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what it brings to the rest of the spring. Uh, we've got the Memsey Stakes down at Caulfield. Race uh, eight, I believe, at Caulfield. Am I correct in saying that? 
Um, correct, race eight. Yep. Yes. So we've got the uh, Memsey Stags going through the odds. You've got Alligator Blood, the favourite at five dollars fifty, tied with Western Empire at five dollars fifty. Then you've got Elation at six dollars, Tafane at seven dollars fifty, eight dollars for Cascadia Nine Thunderstruck, and Snap Dancer rounds out the best of the rest at nine dollars. Uh, so just on a face value, Nick, looking at that field, who are you liking? Um. I don't know. It's a it's a pretty open field to be honest. I don't like Alligator Blood at that price at all to be honest. I don't think um, it's really proved itself in big races to be paying five dollars fifty. I'd be putting it up near the thirteen fourteen dollar mark myself to to have some interest in it. But um yeah, five dollars fifty for for the Alligator Blood. Just um not interested in it at all. Western Empire is probably looking probably about probably about the right price I'd say. Um, I'm Thunderstruck. Probably take it there. I, I would expect it probably to maybe even a bit lower. I reckon it'll come in um, on race day. Um, yeah, a couple couple of other horses that are that are really good. Snap Dancer's probably a bit unders for me. Um, Tafane is probably at the right price. Elation's probably at the right price. Um, Elephant maybe a bit overs for me. Um, probably thirty dollars for me. I'd say. Um, but other than that, they look pretty pretty dead on. Yeah, fair enough. I completely agree with you, and that's why I've left Alligator Blood uh, out of my tips. Definitely uh, not tipping it to win. I'd be putting it more in your exotics. I definitely think that it could run a first four or even a trifecta. But so much drama with Alligator Blood in the last few weeks. It was banned from New South Wales. Then it was banned from Victoria. Now it's not banned from Victoria. And then now it's not even in its iconic silks because they had to sell it to get it off the... um, Bankrupt owner, that's why it was banned in the first place. Very boring to see it in just the blue with the white sashes and not in those iconic dark green with the uh, red, blue, and yellow diamonds. But all things considering, that break made sure that it didn't get its first up run in the PB Lawrence two weeks ago. So I think it's going to come out and just be a little bit underdone. This should have been its second up run. It should have been nice and primed, ready to have a crack into this one, second up with a bit more fitness under its belt, but with all the unsurety of where it was going to race and when, if it was even going to race in the country, I think it's going to come out a bit underdone and $5.50 favourite for Alligator Blood is not worth it. Um, especially if it's going to be really wet on the weekend, like it could be in Melbourne. Uh, the first barrier is definitely not a barrier that you want. Um, but watch it come out and win now, just because I'm a bit of a mock after saying all of that. Um... Well, I just I agree. It's um sorry, just to butt in there. The um oh, it's been it's been running up a lot of its runs been up in, in Queensland where the tracks are a bit firmer, it's a bit warmer up there. Um you don't really experience too many wet wet tracks and I remember really clearly watching a race of um alligator blood in the wet and it just couldn't swim. So um I just reckon it's well suited to the Eagle Farm traps tracks where it is real firm up there and it's um it is dry. Um, as you can see from his record, you've got on the good track. He's got nine wins from seventeen starts, two second, uh, three second place, and one third. So that's more than more than what three quarters of its run easily, way more than that. So um, thirteen out of seventeen in the top three with nine wins from the from the good track. Um, it just proves um, unless it can get real, real. Real dry over there. I don't see it happening. I think it's it's going to be too soft for him. Yeah, I, 
I think I know what race you're talking about. If you're talking about the uh, Golden Eagle 2020, that was the last time it probably is going to see it this wet if it does indeed get into the heavy range like some um, meteorologists are predicting. Uh, yeah, couldn't swim on the day and unfortunately finished uh, towards the tail of the field. But yeah, Alligator Blood, just not one that gets me enthused at that price. If, like you said, if it was at the $14 mark, maybe. But um, looking down the field, you basically put it spot on with most of the analysis when it comes to a price point. Uh, Elation, really good horse in the autumn, but who did it really beat? It beat uh, was absolutely smacking the horses in Adelaide, but that's a different kettle of fish now that they come here over to Melbourne and they're racing against Group 1 horses such as Tefane, Cascadian, I'm Thunderstruck. These are the best of the best when it comes to this sort of race. So I'm happy to watch Elation go around. Might come out and win and prove its measure as a genuine Group 1 horse, but until it does that, I'm not going to be on it. Uh, Tefane, Johnny Farnham of uh, Racing, always saying that it's going to retire, was supposed to be retiring at the end of the autumn, didn't, instead got uh, sold, come out here with some new silks, um, and looks like it's going to have a yet another crack and could definitely measure up here. Because over this distance, it's uh, never once finished out of the trifecta. Uh, doesn't mind the cut out of the turf as well. Likes Caulfield as well. Often runs well first up. So I'd respect a bet on it. But I'm Thunderstruck at $8.50 to win and $2.80 to place. Really sticking out to me. Um, first up, loves the run. Uh, three starts, has two wins. Um, loves the soft track as well. Three starts, two wins and a third. So never missed the trifecta on a uh, soft deck. Mark Zara, one of the better jockeys in Melbourne when it comes to riding in the Group 1s. Uh, last start, of course. Not la last start. Um, last start in Melbourne, sorry, was uh, a nice second to Zaki in the All-Star Mile. Uh, loves Caulfield usually as well, usually in the finish. Um, not many negatives towards I'm Thunderstruck looking at that price. So I'm just going to have to be on it each way. $8.50 to win, $2.80 to place. I'm Thunderstruck for me and the Memsey. What are your thoughts, Nick? Oh, we all know I'm going to be on I'm Thunderstruck. I've backed that horse every single run it's played in the, in the last two years. So can't, can't get me off. Like you said, there's just not too much. I, I would have backed it if it was paying $5, um, $8.50, I reckon. I've, I've already put 25 on it. Um, not a big, big punting man and putting lots of funds into it but um we've already put some some money i reckon it's going to come in real quick especially it's probably the best all-round horse as well um maybe tofana you could have a look at um if it does get real wet it's proven where it, it can get it done on the wet tracks um like i said alligator blood and cascadian cascadian is probably well equipped, but I do like seeing Cascadian run a couple more times um, as opposed to, to getting on it just now. But yeah, I'm Thunderstruck will be my tip off as well. I don't think we've ever had, we barely ever have the same tips and we've started this one off with two of the same. Crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. well, that's, it's, it's race two of, I think, 42. So there's still plenty of races to go, but uh, our minds are definitely linking up to start. Usually we're, yeah, like you said, we're rarely ever on the same group one tips. We like to split a lot and uh, our minds often split, but yeah, maybe we'll see how many we can go in a run. Like last week, we actually talked about it beforehand and we discovered that Profondo was each of our tips. This one, we didn't even talk about it and we both went on Thunderstruck. So it's kind of nice to see that great minds think alike, but uh, hopefully it runs well for us and we're able to get plenty of points. That'll give us 
over 12 points if it gets up. So very good. We'll get out to a nice lead, hopefully, in the tip-off. But I'm sure uh, for all of those that are in our spring tip-off comp, I'm Thunderstruck is going to be very popular at that price, like we mentioned. Um, so we'll move in to the around the grounds. I'm going to run through it really, really quickly because I've got a lot to say as my black book's going to get quite the workout at Caulfield. Uh, D-Day for Pascara in the third. Been a big fan of this horse, uh, but has had a very average prep so far. Taking the $6 to win $2.25 each way. If the run isn't positive, might have to think about jumping off. In the same race, I'll also be playing the 13 uh, in the form of Attractable. Another black booker of mine has great upside at $7 to win, $2.25 to place. Going to quinella the both of them as well. In the sixth race, in the boat goes around. Class above this lot, I reckon. Think he wins a group one this spring if the Moi and Manicato stakes fields are as weak as they're predicted to be. So happy to be with him at $3.90 here. And finally, Spanish Mission in the last. Probably needs more ground, but he is the classiest horse in the field, and sometimes class is all you need. Happy to be with the very generous odds of $14 to win and $4.20 to place each way on Spanish Mission. That is all of my Around the Grounds tips. Have you managed to find anything, Nick? Uh, I've got two. One down in Caulfield, um, Isotope, obviously. Um, race number seven, just got closing speed that is absolutely dominant. Um, Ollie on board, $7 and $2.35. So I'll be backing this into I'm Thunderstruck with some money on it, which will be paying very, very nicely. Um, also up in Eagle Farm race eight, it's me, $3.30. It's probably a good horse back in the day, but um, just can't get any good runs over in Melbourne or Sydney. So going up to Eagle Farm. It should um, get a weaker field and should be a bit better, I reckon, in my opinion. So I'm probably going to multi all them together and see how it goes. Um, don't really know how much it's paying, to be fair. So um, we'll have a look a bit later. We might put it up on Dabble, so go check it out. Yes, make sure to follow us on Dabble for all of the multis that we create. Um, apart from that, it's time to go through the quaddy. Uh, the quaddy at Rose Hill. We missed last week's at Randwick by one leg because uh, Zoo Gotcha didn't have that in our quarter numbers, unfortunately, but the rest of the legs got up nicely. Um, hopefully we go four for four here. Race seven, we've got Waterford, Kalino, Arnaquir, and uh, El Rocco. In race eight, we've got Backrower, Conqueror, Kibu, and Basquite. Uh, what have we got in the last two? Race nine, we've got Zuccarino, Best of Bordeaux, whatever it is, uh, Netano, and Spacewalk. Race 10, we've got Maotai, Shades of Rose, Conscript, and Hellfest. 50 bucks gets you 19.5%. Lovely stuff. Uh, anything else to say to the punters before we go for this week, Nick? Um, nothing for me. Just, um, yeah, give it a go. Have a good go. It's good, good punting, good value there. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited, to be honest. Yes, with every week, the spring carnival gets more and more exciting as all of the horses come out and they're first up. Uh, I want to say one thing quickly I forgot to mention at the top of the show. Uh, unfortunately, today, Count de Rupee died of a heart attack in uh, its track work. Very sad to see horses die out of the blue like that. R.I.P. Uh, yes, we all know how dangerous the horse racing industry can be sometimes, and it's just a shame to see a horse of such star calibre uh, go down like that was maybe going to be in the Everest this year as well. So just very sad. Thoughts and condolences go out to any fans of Canterbury P and most importantly the trainers and the connections who had the uh, special bond with that horse. Uh, but other than that, 
Thanks for listening. Again, give us a follow if you're on SoundCloud or Spotify. Subscribe if you're on Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts. And make sure to give us a five-star rating if you can do so. We would love you forever because the uh, more five-star ratings we get, the more people will find out about us and the bigger we will grow. So thanks again for listening, and we will see you back here next week. Thanks, guys. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone.